Hey, it's Katie Moran. Here's your heartfelt lift. Today I'm here with. Hello, I'm Samantha Lane. Thank you so much for coming on, Samantha Lane. I love your story um, because so many of us feel like working is where we can find our sense of self-worth. And I just love how you talk about how it can sometimes be detrimental if we aren't getting that from a place that's deep within ourselves. So um, I'd love to hear a little bit about your story. Yeah, so I definitely used to be a self-diagnosed workaholic. I was very good at getting stuff done, um, but I did it in a way that was really toxic for myself and where I was really not participating in what I think is more of the meaning of life. I spent a lot of time at work and I'll never forget a day a friend said, well, you like work. And I thought, oh my gosh, no, I don't. <laughs> I work because I like to eat and I like to have fun and I like to have shelter. Uh, but but I'd taken um, my interpretation of the American dream a little bit too far. What exactly do you think is the meaning of life in your opinion? That is a massively huge question for so early in the morning. Um, <laughs> I think so far, and I think I'm still on that journey, but so far I mm -hmm. think that is identifying our light, finding it within us, and then figuring out how to shine it on others. I love that. And how are you doing that with your new message? So my experience helped me realize that there's more to life than work. Mm -hmm. And through uh, a surgery gone wrong, uh, a near-death experience, I was able to find my light deep inside of me. And I realized mm -hmm. that the light is giving people hope and real helping people realize that you don't have to be special to do special things. Mm -hmm. um, I was just a regular person who worked too hard. And I don't think that I necessarily had any sort of um, skills or abilities from birth that were part of my transformation. I created my transformation. And so I think helping people realize that, that um, you have everything you need to live the life you want to live, even if it's not the life you're currently living. And I think that's, that's really what helped me was this realization that, you know, I can at least try. And mm -hmm. if I don't, if I don't make it, that's okay, because, well, it's probably better than where I currently am. And so helping people realize, you know, you don't don't wait, don't think you don't have something you don't have, like, go ahead and give it a try, see what happens, because you probably already have what you need to succeed. Amazing. What are some of your tips for time management in terms of overcoming that feeling that your worth comes from how much you work or um, from what you do rather than how you are as a being? Yeah, Katie, we could talk about that for like days, months, <laughs> years. <laughs> in fact, I've managed to talk about it for uh, almost 10 years now as a business owner. Um, but let me consolidate it to our, our five to 10 minutes today. In short, I tell people there's three pillars. Um, mm -hmm. so number one is prioritization. We have to know what's mm -hmm. important. After my surgery, I remember sitting in a hospital bed and having this realization of why I was really here and what was important mm -hmm. to me. And that was not where my calendar was reflecting. So number one is prioritize what's truly important to you, uh, in work and in life. Um, number two plan. One of the cornerstones of my recovery, of my life, of my business is Friday planning or weekly planning, depending on your schedule, taking time once a week to decide how you're going to intentionally spend your time. And so I created planning tools that I share with people to help them implement a, a 
productive and peaceful weekly planning session. So there's a lot of nuances that go into planning, but number two is planning. And number three is protecting that plan and yourself. And so how do we say no? How do we enforce boundaries? How do we reframe our mindset to realize that it's okay to have boundaries and say no? And so those are really some of the, the, there's a lot of tips within that, but in short, it's those three pillars are what I teach and preach is prioritize, plan, protect your plan. I'd love to hear if you had one message for say someone who feels like they give their all in their work and that they're not getting as much back if in terms of fulfillment. Um, what exactly would you tell them? Would it be something around boundaries? Would it be something around um, time management so that they feel like they're getting more or um, yeah. what would that be? Yeah, gosh, there's so much I would want to tell that person. I would probably want to take them out to coffee and <laughs> tell them many, many things. So we'll start with this. I believe that our success comes from, um, you know, we, we need motivation and we need action. So what I would probably want to tell them is this two part. Um, when I was recovering, I went to a time management training and I heard a quote by Annie Dillard that just floored me. And it said, how we spend each day is how we are, in fact, spending our lives. So I would first tell them that, mm -hmm. that today, this moment, this is it. This is your life. Uh, this isn't the precursor. This isn't the test run. This isn't the on-ramp. This is it. And so I would want to help people have that existential connection, that, re that realization that, hey, Katie, today... <laughs> This is your life. This is why you're here. Mm -hmm. So right now, this moment. Um, and then I would also want to encourage them. And if you aren't happy with that, let's start with making a plan for the week, because that is how we take our hopes into actions. That is how we move ourselves from the place we we long to be to the place we are. So I would help them. That that's probably what I tell you. Tell them uh, <laughs> those those that one thing in two sentences. Um, this is this is your life, and let's start by planning how you want it to look. I love that so much. Um, and then just a, a, a bit more, um, what would you tell someone who um, is in like a nine to five job and their real passion is creative work, but they don't know how to make that work? Um, mm -hmm. What exactly would you say to that person and um, say they're working so much that they actually don't have time for their creative work? Mm, so you just touched on part of it. Um so I mentioned sort of how I perceive success and I teach people a success formula. Mm -hmm. um, success equals mindset plus habits. And so I think that first part is um, you have, we all have the same amount of time in each day. We have 24 hours, we have 168 hours in a week. Um, and so it's deciding where you are choosing to spending your, spend your time. Um, so I would probably want to help that person understand. And, and it's actually that that exact scenario is a lot of what I work with people one on one and in group coaching mm -hmm. to address, because there are a lot of people who are saying, you know, I'm not content with my nine to five. Um, I have this side passion, but I also need my nine to five for, you know, to sustain my life for health insurance, things like that. And so I do think there's great value in having balance, being able to wear two hats. Um, mm -hmm. I've had a side hustle for years, even now, as I run my business that feeds my soul in so many ways, I still have a side hustle because I don't want to go too deep into one direction and burn myself out. So sorry, I'm doing a, a, a long route to answer your question. <laughs> but what I would probably uh, what really want to encourage that person is one mindset, 
you know, reframe the way you're thinking about it. You do have time. It's how you're choosing to spend that time. And then habits, put those habits in place, make a plan every week to not just crush it at your nine to five job, but ensure that you've allocated some time for your creative pursuits. And a lot of people will say, oh, well, you can't schedule creativity. Well, I mean, you kind of can. You can at least say, hey, this is a time when I know I'm not going to be distracted or when I know I can be really focused and then mm -hmm. go get it. And if that doesn't fit, you know, there's so many tangents and nuances we could talk about as far as like, how do you work with your employer for your nine to five to give yourself time for that creative um, endeavor? There's, there's so much, Katie. I feel like mm -hmm. this is <laughs> time management is a very deep well it turns out and we could talk about this for hours but i would probably tell that person mindset plus habits change the way you're thinking about it um because you can do it and then let's start with small steps let's you know and, and to me i always go back to weekly planning because weekly planning changed my life and it's something that you you're biting the elephant taking the elephant one bite at a time you know you're you're just saying okay for the next seven days what do I think I can get done and how can I get that done? Mm -hmm. And then you tackle those seven days and you're like, okay, cool. I survived. Now the next seven days, instead of thinking about your whole life or a whole year or a whole, you know, month or quarter, just say, I can handle the next seven days. And here's how I think I can do that. Um, and furthermore, the, the sheet that I give to people for free that saved my life is designed where you plan those seven days, but then you actually fold it where you just look at one day at a time. So it's helping people to say, like, I'm going to plan seven days so I can be proactive, but I'm just going to focus on this one day that's right in front of me. That's so powerful. Um, is there one message you'd like to leave everyone with today? Mm. You can do it. Decide what you want and start going after it one week at a time. I love that so much. Thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you for having me.